0: I just got a message from Hubs that said, babe, you need to stop swearing in front of the kids. Iggy kept saying shit, shit, shit the whole way to daycare. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I didn't realise that I was swearing in front of the kiddies. Babe, you're a pirate. It's true. I mean,
1: I'm one too. We all are. Pirates for life. Fuck yeah.
2: (laughs) all right let's do it we
1: have a thousand things to do but we'd rather chat
0: to you with emails and meetings and husbands and kids
2: we don't have time for this
0: just what you need two basic bitches with a podcast Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, aka Gemma Peanut on the Instagram, Mm -hmm. along with my co-host, Kate.
1: Straight up, Kate. You sure? My mate, Kate. Dear mate, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I am bleeding for Australia. You know, I thought we were in sync, but I'm now ahead of you. Because I have like a week longer cycle than you. Oh, so I do gonna,
0: not feel sorry for you. I,
1: no, I don't feel sorry for me either. I'm just... Ex- Jesus! Come and have with that energy. I'm just explaining. It's just that because I have a longer cycle, we'll only be in sync every like four times or whatever.
0: Look, my periods are really long. Are they? Yes. How it, long are we talking? Like nearly seven days. That's status. Oh, is it? I swear pre-babies, I used to have three to four day periods.
1: Oh, now who doesn't feel sorry for who? We're very salty to each other today. What's what's going on? It's because
0: I'm on my period. Oh, that's what it is and I'm catching feels. I've got the bloody rage. So. Yes. Have you noticed we've been collecting quite a few new dear listeners? I know. it really had a little bit of a growth lately. We've had quite a few of you skate into our DMs and say, hey, just discovered your potty. And then rant, 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 rant. Positive rant. (laughs) They're not trolling us. (laughs) Wow. And they all leave. (laughs) So something I thought we should do is something that happens on Clubhouse is... (laughs) what you're so gay
1: for clubhouse i am okay are you still into it calm your farm are you still into it ish ish but (laughs) i would just really recommend anyone head back to episode three
0: don't just throw out ep numbers and send people in a wild goose chase. Hey, they'll love it when they get there. I think it was ep three. I don't think so. Okay, what was it? I'm, I feel like it's around ep six or seven. You know, we could do the dear listeners a solid and actually give Look them helpful information. All right, all right. Far <laughs> out. Today's going to be a real vibe. <laughs> As I was saying... On Clubhouse, when you've run a room for a while and then you notice that new people have joined the room, they do what's called a room reset. Okay. So the room host will get up and say, all right, I'm just going to do a quick reset of the room And reintroduce everyone and just bring everyone up to speed who maybe missed the first however many minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Like
1: live radio. Exactly. They're always like, if you've just joined us, I'm Mikey Mike and it's the Wackadoo Club. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Mikey Mike and the Wackadoo Club. Not on my game today. All right. Well, to our new dear listeners, I'm Gemma Peanut. Wait, let me introduce you and you can introduce me. Deal. Okay. She's Gemma Peanut. She's a photographer, an entrepreneur, an influencer. I
0: hate that word too. <laughs> Thanks for the great intro, Revs. I'm so glad we did this. She's a CEO with
1: girl boss energy. Hate the word girl boss.
0: <laughs> Loathe it. Why does a boss have to be identified I as know, girl? I know. I'm trying to get under
1: your skin. Mission accomplished. <laughs> if you've just joined us, we are two best friends. We've been best friends since we were 11 years old. We call each other on our shit. We love each other to the ends of the earth, and we talk about all things: full time working, motherhood, life, lots of periods, lots of poo, lots of sex. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> was that a good summation? It was great. <laughs>
0: so that was Revs's voice, new dear listeners. Revs will also be referred to as Kate, Kate Reeves, Kate Heavy Breather, Revs, <laughs> oh Rev Dizzy Dog. Lots of nicknames.
1: Don't forget Revsity Doodah. Oh yeah, Revsity
0: Doodah. And Revs is all about the coffee, coffee, coffee wine 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 and i'm Gemma peanut also affectionately dubbed Gem schmem on the potty chill me no lips chill me no lips and i am a wallet mum
1: yes i'm also a wallet mum we're both wallet mums if you don't know what a wallet mum is go check out our instagram page we have a very watertight definition of what a wallet mum is versus a good mum So we came up with this one, one of our best mates, we've always called the good mum because she's just that mum who can research everything. She knows all about the leaps. She knows about allergies. She knows about everything you need to know in the first year of motherhood and beyond. She always has a stocked nappy bag. If you'd need a wipe, she's got it. She's always got cut up little sandwiches and blueberries. The wallet mum just has a wallet and her kid. And the kids usually wet their pants and not eating anything. Luckily, Often, wallet mums gravitate to good mums and vice versa. So we balance each other oh, out. Oh, every wallet mum needs a good mum. You aren't even a wallet mum if you don't have a good mum in your life. <laughs> totally. So when we're together with the kids... We're fucked. We're fucked.
0: <laughs> so, Rebsy. Yes, darling. The live shows we've been working on. Yes. So pumped. So pumped. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. The C word. I <laughs> cut
1: on her. Ay, Corona. Scares
0: me a little bit. Okay. Could foil all our plans, but we're going to forge ahead anyway. Okay. I know this isn't talkback radio, (laughs) but I do want to say to our dear listeners, what would you want out of a girl's night
1: out? Yes.
0: What would just tick all the boxes? Obviously booze.
1: Obviously booze. Obviously music. Obviously. If our dear listeners want to come out and hang out with us for a night, how often do mums get to do that? Oh, like never? Like never, and it's a whole thing. you go got to organise a sitter or negotiate it with your hubs or partner or get the law in or whatever. We get it. It's not easy to just be like, oh, I'm going to pop to that thing. So it has to be like the best girls' night out ever. Agreed. So what do we need? Tell us. What do we need there?
0: Now, we can't promise we'll be Magic Mike. We're oh, not my gonna-
1: God. Can we be Magic Mike? <laughs> We're not going to have you and me do an aerial silks show, like covered in water and like just slip around the stage. No one wants to see our sloppy bodies.
0: <laughs> I bet they do. They probably do. <laughs> so tell us in the Facebook group, yes. Facebook group is where it's at. It's yes. a hive in there. Maybe we'll put up a question box about yeah. what you would want out of our live shows.
1: Yes, absolutely. All right. Come meet us there. Facebook.com slash groups slash all one word. We don't have time for this.
0: Do you see how I did that? Yeah, how good. You're turning pro. I knew a URL.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you knew a URL. <laughs> URL. <laughs> URL. <laughs> All right, quickly before
0: we launch into what you don't have time for this okay. week, last week's app. I know. I oh, know. man. The fertility, infertility episode. Wow. The response has been really heartfelt. Really
1: has. The
0: DMs that we've received, like I'm going to sound like a bag of cheese balls, but they're so moving. And it seems there's a lot of you who are walking this crooked path mm. to motherhood. Mm. And I just want to say we see you and we feel you. And I'm glad that our podcast is a way of putting it out there to your community or your support team to demonstrate how they can best support you.
1: Yeah, I thought that was the coolest uptake of last week is people sharing the episode and saying, if you want to know where I'm at, this is a really good description because it's so important to tell the people we love around us how to support us. Yeah. No one can read minds. Yeah. And if you want that support and that love, you, sometimes you just have to say what you need.
0: There was one particular DL <laughs> for newbies. DL is Dear Listener, who skated into our DMs and oh left us. Oh my God, us. is
1: that what DL is? Yeah. I've been wondering what you meant when you were writing DMs from DLs. What, on Instagram? I was like, why is DL? Are you serious? <laughs> Good Lord, sister. God, if I don't even know what a DL is.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Jem abbreviates everything. <laughs> so DL is dear listener. So if you see that on the gram, now you know. Now you know. I just have to play you her voice memo. Okay. I'm not going to do a setup. Yep. I'm just going to let you listen. All right. But her infertility story, Whoo,
1: girl, let's hear it. <sighs>
2: So there were issues on both Mike and my side. So Mike had what they were referring to as mutant sperm, Ooh. and it's as it sounds. Basically, some sperm have like two heads and three tails, and all men have mutant sperm, apparently. But yeah, it's just about the number of mutant sperm as opposed to good sperm. And I fell in the no idea what's wrong with you camp, but I wasn't ovulating every month. Anyway, the process and procedure for going through IVF is still the same. The woman still has to have all the hormone injections, go through the egg collection, whether it's the problem with the the sperm or not. So Mike did nothing except help me with a couple of injections. We get to the egg collection day and all he had to do was come into a cup. That was his only job. While I go into the room, get my ovary scraped under an anaesthetic So I come out of the procedure, I come to, and Mike is sitting next to me, white as a sheet in the chair, and he says, I missed the cup. What do you mean you missed the cup? He said, look, I I missed it. You know, it got to the point I was ejaculating and I just, like, forgot. And then when I remembered, I went over the sink and I got paper towel. And it was just a, a hot mess. And I really, I don't know if I got enough sperm because I only got like a millimetre of sperm in the cup. And I was going, are you fucking kidding me? And he shows me a photo of his sperm in a cup and it's literally a millimetre of sperm. Like he lost himself in the moment and forgot oh. to come in the freaking up. So after I stopped bleeding, got out of the chair, it was okay to kind of get going. We then had to do this humiliating walk into the clinic and talk to the specialist and confirm that there was indeed enough fresh sperm in that cup to fertilize the eggs. Otherwise the whole egg collection would have been for nothing basically. Obviously we were assured that there are millions of sperm per however many mills. So it was all good. But that was my one my funny experiences going through the IVF process. Oh my <laughs> God.
0: Revs hasn't heard that voice memo. <laughs>
1: I I would kill my partner.
0: Mike. I don't know if you're a dear listener, but mate, you had one, one job! job! One, One job. job. And it's the funnest job. You get to fucking orgasm <sighs> while the woman gets her freaking ovary scraped under anesthetic and all the shit put up her clarkart. Clark- Come on, Mike. Not Magic Mike. <laughs> God, he should be thanking his lucky stars that that millimetre of sperm that he scraped out of the sink made (laughs) their little baby.
1: It's so funny to look at these gorgeous little kids and know about their origin story. I know. I know someone, great kid, made in a disabled bathroom in a mall because ovulating was happening. Yeah, hey. (laughs) Hey, quick, get in here, let's make a baby. And they did.
0: I always say that Rafa is the ultimate lab baby. Yeah. Because she was made in a lab. Through my pregnancy, I was on a million drugs to stop myself from vomiting every day. And then she was induced. (laughs) Nothing about the creation of Rafa is natural, in inverted commas. All
1: intervention. All intervention. And look. She's just the same as every other kid. She sure is. Yeah. And you know what? I'm proud of all the intervention.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel like there's this movement against it and I'm. it really bothers me.
1: I'm going to say what the good mum said to me when I was about to go through infertility. She's like, you know, if you need glasses, no one's like, why don't you just try breathing into your vision? <laughs> like you get glasses. Yeah. You know, we have these medical advancements for a reason. If you need the help. Get the bloody help.
0: So what's with the badge of honour of this natural birth drug-free delivery? Because that still goes on. It's just another way women can do things wrong, isn't it? Yes. Birthing the right way or the wrong way. Do you know what? If I had another baby, which I won't, <laughs> I would love to do a birth announcement where I'm like, so-and-so born at this time, this weight, this height, all the drugs, yeah. all the intervention, all the love. Yeah, pun yes. GP.
1: Do you know what I don't have time for this week? What don't you have time for, Rebsy? Being shamed for our Mother's Day outing. Oh. So, to fill in any deals who, um, <laughs> I can't do it. No, you can't do do it. it. You can do it. (laughs) To fill in any dear listeners who didn't know, so a year ago on Mother's Day, Gem and I and our other besties, we were texting. It was like, how'd you do? Oh, you know, how'd you do? You know, servo flowers. Oh, okay. All I'm doing all day is looking after my mother-in-law. Yay, Mother's Day. And we got really grumbly about it. We were like, isn't Mother's Day supposed to be for mums? Why is it one of the hardest days in our calendar that we're like making everybody else in our lives feel good? So we hatched a plan that the following year it would be cocktails. And then we decided every year that the Mother's Day is shitter for us, our day is going to get more and more extra. So if we get servo flowers again, it's going to be cocktails and lunch. If we get a shitty wet daycare card from the bottom of the bag, it's going to be cocktails, lunch, and a stretch hummer. And we're just going to add extra stuff to make our Mother's Day better.
0: What would be the best thing for us as mums to celebrate ourselves? And believe it or not, that means a kid-free day.
1: Yeah, kids are great. But have you tried getting lit with your girlfriends? Like nothing better. So we did it. And of course, I obnoxiously grammed it as I do everything in my life. Anyway, since Mother's Day, I've had at least three people in my life be like, so did you go out for a girl's lunch on Mother's Day? Ooh, Judge Judy, With all the judgment. And literally someone said to me yesterday, you didn't spend it with your family? Wait, these are people you know in your
0: life? In my life, IRL. So not like parent police who nope. you don't know.
1: No, nope. People I know. I'm shocked. People were really shocked. Like it's the most controversial thing you could do to want to have lunch with your girlfriends on Mother's Day. I'm really confused.
0: Like, is that so controversial? So what is the expectation that on Mother's Day, it's our job to continue to do the thing that we do all the time, which is please everyone else. Yeah. Look after the kids. Like come on what does hanging out with your kids look like let's not look at it through rose-colored freaking goggles yeah, I, that's it where it's I like th-
1: I'm doing a sweet puzzle with my child and yeah. then they
0: bring me breakfast it's like it's not it's a shit show yeah it always is
1: absolute shit show I think the movie version is you spend a quality day with your family and feel really loved and honored as a mother no thanks <laughs> I mean it's a lovely idea and maybe when the kids get older that will happen when they can actually do things to spoil you. We are in the flipping trenches, guys. Exactly. It's not like we bailed at breakfast time and didn't come home till the next day. Like, we spent the morning with them, but now I feel like I'm justifying.
0: Yeah, and you shouldn't have to justify it. <gasps> do you know what? In Thailand, there's a day called One Deck, and One Deck means Kids' Day. Oh. And it's a day where all over Bangkok they hold all these festivals and events for children and as parents you celebrate your child and it's like a day of spoiling your kids and letting them know how much you love them. Yeah, I call that Monday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Tuesday. And Wednesday. And Thursday. Every day is freaking kid day. Yeah. So
0: why isn't Mother's Day about what women want?
1: Yeah, because women make the world go round and if we don't do things, it doesn't happen. Not all men and all that. Like, shout out to all the good ones who actually celebrate the women in their life and are thoughtful and get stuff together. I have heard they exist. They sound like unicorns. Not to shit on our husbands. They do well. They do love us. All those things. But, you know, we just took it into our own hands. I feel like that's a theme of where you and I are at at the moment. Mm It's just like, take life into your own hands. Taking charge, baby. I know I've said this before, but. I think I spent a lot of my early relationship in my marriage pretending like, like oh, presents aren't important to me. I don't need gifts. You don't have to fuss about me. It's all good. I'm happy. To like, me,
0: that is textbook self-preservation. It's that classic thing where you're not getting something and you just go, oh, it's disappointing, but no, I'm going to do work on myself and be cool with it.
1: Yeah, which is an exclusively female trait. It is. <laughs> Not just to have a tantrum and be like, I want the thing. But I did a lot of that because I thought, oh, it's kind of ugly to be like, no, I want to be celebrated or I want to be honored or I want a day that's about me or whatever. I'd always try and play down like, oh, birthdays aren't a big deal. I'm not into Valentine's Day, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, well, I should have fucking declared what I wanted because gifts, as I've mentioned before, is one of my love languages, whether I like it or not doesn't need to be an expensive big gift. I'm a very basic bitch. I like very simple things.
0: And I bet you have no regrets about our girls' lunch on Mother's Day. It was the greatest gift that you could have given yourself. It was a fancy gift, that bill at the end, oh considering how many margaritas so drunk.
1: I'm sorry. Guys, Revs was lit with a capital <sighs> L. I was. And, you know, Rubber Arm Liv, who was with us, she was like, oh, you're just ordering so many margaritas. I'm like, do you want one? She's like, yeah get me one too <laughs> i'm like okay okay it's not just me i tried to give you some margarita and then you dude i sniffed your margarita and it
0: singed my nose hair it, it, it was didn't, so potent but it didn't it did <laughs> it did picture it it happened
1: you used to do shots
0: yeah because it's done and dusted <laughs> it's quick it's like ripping the band-aid off i like a shot still liked sorry <laughs> liked past tense
1: Oh, well, well, you got to wake up without a hangover on Monday and start your work day. And I was smug about it. Well, good for you, honey. (laughs) Happy Mother's
0: Day. (laughs) So on this topic of girls' lunches, there has been a strong request for us to talk about female friendships and motherhood friendships. Yes. Because it can be a really tricky thing to navigate. And we've noticed that there's quite a few DLs who are struggling to find female companionship through this motherhood journey. So I feel like it's something that we should riff on, Rebs.
1: Absolutely. So I guess we did it quite differently because when you had kids, you had a built-in mother's group and support network because all of us around you had kids already and it was kind of like, and here comes Jem debuting with little baby Rafa and you were sort of already in the fold.
0: Yeah, I was incredibly lucky. I had a built-for-me mother's group just waiting for me, basically.
1: When I had kids, none of our friends had kids.
0: No, because you love pioneering life milestones in our friendship circle. It's
1: true. I do everything first.
0: You're like, no one's done this. I'll be the first. I'll get (laughs) married first. I'll have babies first.
1: That's very true. So I did have some girlfriends who had kids literally months around me and we became very tight because of that moment in time that we all sort of came together and we're still very tight now, but they didn't live near me. So I didn't have anyone on my doorstep that I could walk and get a coffee or meet at the park or go to the library with or whatever.
0: It's really interesting how geography suddenly plays such a major role in your motherhood circle, because it does. It does. Whether we like it or not, a friend who lives 50 minutes away is not someone you're going to be able to catch up with regularly when you're navigating kids and their schedules and their nap schedules and feeding schedules. And all the things. You don't
1: have a 40-minute journey in you when you've got small children. Sometimes you can't do it physically. Sometimes you can't do it emotionally. You just yeah. can't pile everyone into a car and get somewhere far away. Oh,
0: getting into a car with kids was one of my biggest hurdles, especially when I went from one to two. I was like, nah, can't do it. It's too overwhelming. So I get it.
1: Isla, as a newborn, used to scream. You know that murdery scream? Like they're being violently murdered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She used to do that from the minute I buckled her in to wherever we got where we were going. Fun. Yeah, so fun. So I joined my community mothers group. It took a while. The first two times I went, I was like, there is no one here for me. This is not my people. So you judge Judy at to everyone. Totally. I was like, there's no, but because everyone is a weird mountain woman, doesn't know how to dress yet, doesn't know how to speak about things yet. Everyone in my mother's group was a first-time mum, except for the one person I became very tight with who was actually a second-time mum, and I really vibed with her. And I came home from the second one in tears, and my husband was like, what's wrong? I was like, oh, Isla had like a full-on meltdown, and, and I needed to take her home, and I felt like everyone just looked at me with pity eyes, and I was like, I thought this was supposed to be a space where we understood each other, but I just felt like I've got the shit baby, and... I was so upset about it and I was really craving some kind of female friendship where I could be seen. Um, Anyway, cut to like the third or fourth session and I identified that there were a couple of girls there that I really vibed with. And what I was struggling with was the giant group of women. Yes, yes. And I like a group, I do.
0: See, that's where I differ from you. Yes, I know. I'm big on intimacy and small catch-ups, real conversations. I do not thrive in a big group setting. Yeah.
1: I don't mind a group, but it was 20 women, each with a screaming baby and a pram. And to meet up, we'd have to like descend on some kind of venue. And I just (laughs) felt so awkward about it. I was like, we cannot bring 20 prams to this beer garden. Like this is so intense for everyone else who's not in this mother's group who's at this venue. Like I just found that so <laughs> awkward. Anyway, so I decided I like that girl, I like that one and I like that one. And I just DM'd them privately when I got home and set up a coffee just us.
0: I think that's the key thing with this is that you do need to take initiative. Yes. Even if it's not in your comfort zone you got to put yourself out there and organise that catch up with your core peeps yeah. that you're vibing with. I think offshoot mini mothers group yeah. from the core group is so normal. And I- you
1: see it. Like me and my friend Lisa, who became incredibly tight. She's still one of my best friends to this day. We would walk around our area with our prams and we would pass another micro group from that group who were all sitting together. It was this awkward thing of like, oh, oh, you guys have, you guys have chosen each other and we, we have and we don't okay bye is it it awkward or is it like no I get it yeah uh, yeah it's totally I get it I think with mum friendships or female friendships you're kind of probably going to be how you are in your dating life or were in your dating life in that it's the same kind of personality yeah you're like
0: courting each other yeah
1: it's just totally a date yeah and I think if you've got it in you to make a first move. And text them and be like, hey, I really like to hang out with you today. We should get the kids together for a play. Or I'm always at this park. If you ever feel like a coffee, you can start that way and put the feelers out. See if they're vibing on you.
0: I think so often we're scared to be an imposition. And the thing is, everyone's doing the same shit. Yeah. Especially in the early days of motherhood. It is the same monotonous routine Everyone's feeling isolated. Everyone's feeling bored. Everyone's feeling starved of adult conversation.
1: Everyone's feeling weird in their body. Everyone's feeling starved for caffeine. Exactly. By
0: you actually reaching out to a mother, even if you're feeling all the feels of insecurity and what if they don't write back – you're actually throwing someone a lifeline. Totally. More often than not. Like, I think it's easy for us to say, Revs, because we're natural extroverts. So I guess I want to appeal to the introverts to just bravely put yourself out there. Because if you are craving that catch-up, and let's be honest, a play date helps that time fly just a little bit faster.
1: Absolutely.
0: I remember having a revelation when we used to do the bedtime shitstorm together. Oh, nothing better. Nothing better. Again, it's that thing where we go, oh no, they're busy. They're yeah. parents now, they're busy. But actually between five and
1: seven, We're all doing the same shit. All doing the same shit. We may as well chuck on a couple of extra sausages and make the bath a little deeper and do it all in tandem. And I think what people are craving is finding that person to do that with, not actually how to do it. And I do think that
0: requires a bit of work. Yeah, it does. And it starts with forming a catch-up habit. And that means reaching out and instigating a catch-up and then it can become a regular thing and then you'll start to miss each other when you don't see each other then there's that whole other additional bonus of your kids then growing up together and they start to form a bond
1: remember you've got to put in like actual hard dates when you're courting someone don't you you do. You have to be like, "Hey, want to get a coffee on Tuesday at 11 a.m. at this park?" Yeah, I mean it <laughs> never works when it's like,
0: "Hey, we should do this again." Yeah. yeah. We
1: so should. I'd love that. Chat That'd soon. be so fun. Bye.
0: Chat never. Chat never. <laughs> is the subtext? Yeah, totally. Even though you said that I did waltz into a pre-made mothers group <laughs> Did I me. say waltz?
1: <laughs> did I say
0: waltz? It did sound like you were saying waltz, like, "Yeah, that's so easy, Jen." I did form another mother's group, which, and this is so unlike me, mm. but I got a DM from someone and normally I'm scared to make new friends because I'm awkward and you are. I am. I don't know why. Well, I don't... <laughs> you might be a covert introvert. No, I think I'm an overt
1: introvert. Oh, oh right. Because you said before we're both extroverts.
0: I'm a halfie. <laughs> Much like my heritage. I'm a little from column A and I'm a little from column B.
1: I think you're an introvert. I think you get your energy from yourself. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. That's what it means, isn't it? It's whether you get your energy from yourself. Or I, from do li-
0: I do like to recharge with me time, mm-hmm. but I do also gain a lot from other people's energy. You're just <laughs> avert.
1: Avert? <laughs> you just avert. Avert. <laughs> Great. Glad we established that. But tell us about the chick who slid into your DMs. So she reached out
0: to me and said, hey, I don't normally do this. I love her. it always starts that way. But you and I are both pregnant. We're both having girls. We're both due in the same week. I also live in the northern beaches and I also work for myself. Do you want to catch up? Normally, I would be like, who are you? Are you trying to kill my children? <laughs> you know, very apprehensive. But I thought, I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to show up. And she is one of my dearest friends. We not only continue to hang out, our daughters go to the same daycare. They are inseparable BFFs. And she now works with me. I
1: know. It's amazing.
0: All because she had the courage to just shoot me a DM. Yeah. Very cool. And I took her up on the offer, and I'm so glad I did because I actually can't imagine my life without her.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine life without her either. <laughs> so, I've got an interesting situation at the moment where I really like this mum that's at Teddy's preschool. Yeah. She's really fun and gorgeous. And, like, we've kind of had nice chats at the park, and sometimes we like DM each other on Instagram. I'm like, I think we're ready to take this to the next level. I think I want to be friends.
0: Oh my. I know. (laughs) As in outside of your kids? Like you want to have a
1: grown-ups catch up with her? Oh my God, that's fourth base. We are like second base. Okay, okay. We are like second base. So what does second base look like? Like I'd love to deliberately meet at the park with her and like get to know her coffee order. I can like pick up her coffee on the way and then we can have chats and the kids can play. What do you reckon? Do it. Should should I be brave? Be brave. Yeah. I really, really like her. She's so fun and funny and her kids really lovely and the kids play really nicely. That's always a plus. You can get cock blocked by your kids. Oh, a hundred If they don't play well, it's like, this isn't going to (laughs) work.
0: This is one of the things that has fascinated me most about my children is I really didn't appreciate that even from the youngest of young ages that they have a natural chemistry with other kids. Like I just thought you chuck kids in a room together, they'll just be friends. But Rafa definitely has friends that she really, really gravitates to and ones that she's like, ah, I'm happy to play in parallel with you, but I don't really want to play with you. And then she's got some friends where it's like, VOOM. Yeah. Like her and Riley cuddle, hug, they're up in each other's grill. They're like sisters. Yeah. They're obsessed with each other and they fight like crazy and then they
1: have passionate makeup friendship. <laughs> Where am I going with this? I don't know. Whoa, orkies. <laughs> I know. It, and it really does make the whole hang much more palatable and you just want to do it again. You want to hang out with that person again because the kids vibe so well. It really does set up who your family friends are going to be, I Mm. think, by how the kids play. So annoying because sometimes you might really love the parents, but the kids are fucking dick. (laughs) And it makes it really hard. Yeah, Or sometimes you'll love the parents, but the kids are like, oh, we're going to their house. Oh, and then I start to feel bad. Oh, really? Well, yeah, if there's kids who don't share or be it mean or for Isla it's like if we've got friends where all the kids are boys yeah that's know, tough she'll learn to love that one day one day she'll be like where are we going let me put on my cute little dress <laughs> <laughs> but you know sometimes she's like will there be any older girls there yeah. she doesn't like being the oldest girl all the time but yeah that really does affect the chemistry of the family hang doesn't it it does my friend Lisa who I made at mother's group we ended up hanging out together almost every day of mat leave before we went back to work. The dynamic between the babies was so funny because I had Isla, who was like charging out the gates, quick to every milestone, just never slept, wired as hell, wired as hell. Hungry motherfucker, and then Harry was this little worm who would just kind of like lie there and look at us, and Isla would just literally walk over him, like literally walk (laughs) over him, and he would just sit there and be like, "This is a book." And we just—that could have been a real source of tension, but it was actually so funny and fun. So you
0: can embrace and celebrate their differences. You totally can. And how are they now?
1: Uh, They don't really know each other that well anymore because we've moved to different areas, which is really Oh, there's that
0: geographical issue. It's so hard, isn't it, when the people you love move away? I know, but we
1: are getting to a point now where the kids are getting older and life is changing and circumstances are changing and we are just now just adult friends. Like we're not mum friends anymore. We are straight up girlfriends. Love that. Which is a different stage, you know. It's like sixth base. <laughs> sixth
0: base. Ooh, look at <laughs> so I don't even know what that is. So what are we, Revs?
1: Oh, honey, we are 127th
0: <laughs> base.
1: <laughs> We've done it all.
0: So do you know what I don't have time for?
1: What don't you have time for, darling? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> I could have told you that.
0: Literally. Nothing. I am in the hamster wheel, running on empty, burning the candle at both ends at the moment. This is totally self-inflicted. I'm not asking for pity or sympathy. I put myself here and I just want to acknowledge that this is where I'm at.
1: It's incredibly on brand for you to jump on the (laughs) mic and be like, I don't have time for this. What am I even doing here? (laughs) But yeah, you've got a lot of spitting plates. What are you going to do about it?
0: Nothing. (laughs) I I actually can't do anything about it, but I also have the foresight of knowing that this is episodic. So to give some context, I'm in the midst of launching a whole new project and I have never worked so hard on anything.
1: I've never seen you work so hard on anything.
0: Again, I'm not trying to glorify this side of my life, but what I will say is that I know that this isn't going to last. Yeah. I am just in the eye of the storm of creation mm-hmm. and it's all consuming. It's full immersion and it's hard for me to do anything else. So I've been really sucking on socials lately. Like it's funny to hear you talk about how you shared the Mother's Day girls lunch and then you cop some flack through your DMs. I didn't share anything from that lunch because... You I barely just, made it to
1: the lunch. <laughs>
0: I'm just I'm just at max capacity that yeah. social media has to take a back seat yeah. in these circumstances. But I'm excited I know what it is to launch a business and I know it's going to be okay, but I'm deep in the insecure part of feeling like, mm. what am I doing? Why I'm here? Is this a good idea? Of course it's a good idea. It's going to help people. It's going to change lives. It's going to make so many people feel supported and nurtured. And that's why I'm doing this, but I can't help but feel like
1: I'm drowning. Yeah, you are drowning. And frankly, I'm going to have to school you. Why? We have had how many episodes now? Twenty-six episodes of this podcast. I reckon twenty-two of them. You've been like, I'm drowning and I can't handle it. You've got to change something. It's time. What? I don't know, but you've. I can't do that work for you, Gemma. <laughs> something has to give. It's not the podcast. <laughs> I was going to say maybe it's the podcast. No, because <laughs> the podcast brings the link. No, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? <gasps> Uh no, it's not the potty. But seriously, what can you change? Can you get one more day of care for your children?
0: Actually, that would make quite a profound difference.
1: Okay. And would it make a difference to their lives or make their lives worse or anything?
0: But the mum guilt. Okay. I feel like if I put my kids into an extra day of care, yes, it buys me an extra day of work to get shit done so that I don't have to work on the weekends. Yeah.
1: And then you're with them present on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. It's false economy having them home two days with you while you're trying to work and put them in front of the TV and try and busy them with something else while you're trying to get shit done and then working at night and then working on the weekends. It's, it's, It's a false economy. I hate how right you are. It's not shameful to put your kids in Monday to Friday care if you need to work Monday to Friday. And then on the weekends, you are present and there with them and actually having quality time.
0: Do you know what I'm battling with? Is the fact that I know that when they go into the schooling system, mm. that it will be forced Monday to Friday. Okay. And so I think there's this voice in my head that's like, no, you need to enjoy them now while they're young, while they're not you're strapped not enjoying into that them school. Now.
1: You're not enjoying them now. You're juggling and struggling and pushing them over there to do this while you do that. And then it's the minute you actually have some time to be with them. You're so spent and you don't have anything else to give them. I know.
0: I just need to get on the other side of this
1: launch. No, 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 no. No, I do. No, I love you. But you're always saying, I just need to get to Monday. No, (laughs) I just need to get to next week. I just need to get to May. It never changes. You have to make an active change. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong.
0: (laughs) You're obnoxiously right. Mm -hmm. And I am aware of it. The problem is I'm too much of a yes person. Yeah. It's one of my favourite qualities, but it's also one of my biggest downfalls. Always the way. I'm a yes woman. Yeah. I know that there is light at the end of this tunnel. Mm. I've made a commitment to myself that I'm not going to say yes to any more big projects. The thing is, I love it. It fuels my soul. Like the creativity
1: of it. I know, darling. I know. But listen to yourself. You're a broken record and we literally have a literal Record now with the podcast <laughs> of how you do this on a cycle. You go, Oh my God, I'm so excited! All these projects, this is so cool. Oh my God, I'm burning out, I'm burning out, and I'm tap dancing towards the finish line, and I'm fucked. No, and that's the cycle you no, do. I'm and not- you have one night's sleep and you do it all again. That's bullshit, revs It's I'm- not bullshit. I'm not
0: fucked at the end. At the end, I always go, Oh my God, this was so worth it.
1: Okay, at the end, it's all worth it. There's a good couple of weeks and there where you're fucked. I am absolutely you're getting defensive I love you you do a great job everyone's happy everything's working I'm just saying maybe you put them kids into daycare one more day agreed imagine if you had eight more hours it would help immensely even if four of those hours is just you going for a walk and being with yourself a little bit oh no
0: I don't have time for that no I
1: know not <laughs> right as it came out of my mouth I was like that's not gonna happen <laughs> It's absolutely never going to happen. But
0: I am so excited about this new project. Yeah, I'm excited too. Because I feel like I can actually say what it is now. Yeah, do it. Launch it. Oh my God. Am I really doing <laughs> do this here? Yeah, watch it. Because I realise that when this episode comes out, it'll be out. It'll be out. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: Make I... it you're not sponsored. <laughs> Make um, it you're so sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: just straight up obnoxious. <laughs> yes, tell us about it. So it's an eight-week online course for anyone who has an idea and wants to turn it into a thriving and profitable business. Yeah. That's what it is.
1: And it's called... The Hatchery. The cutest name in town. I'm so proud of the name. And it's with Emma Kate of Emma Kate Co.
0: Oh, she is such a powerhouse in business. She
1: sure is. (sighs) She's such a surprise package because she's the cutest, sweetest, most polite, lovely person. And then it's like, boom, look at my business.
0: Yeah, but that's her superpower because I feel like there is this perception that to be some sort of entrepreneur Mm. or to run your own show, Mm. that you need to be this boss lady truth speaker. (laughs) Tells it how it is. Tells it how it is. I run the world, you know. And what I love about Em is that she has this intense, quiet confidence Mm. where she is so softly spoken and yet her words are so weighted with so much genius and gold. Yeah, And I fucking worship her. Like everything she does is amazing. And so for me, it's such a privilege and an honor Mm. to get to work on this with her because I know that we are offering double the
1: experience oh double God. the
0: brains it's
1: so good and someone as someone who used to run my own business a service business but I've also got a product business in my mind it really appeals to me because I know lots about service based industry and nothing about products and manufacturing and it could be the same for people vice versa but yes. I think like they can come to you guys and get a bit of each yes that's what we're offering and a lot of businesses are a product but then there's also a major service element to it so I think it's really unique to your course that you're going to have that experience from those two angles
0: that's exactly right
1: plus you get a beautiful book oh my god the hatchery
0: journal so is is the thing that I am most proud of it's I can't even begin to tell you how much work went into that hatchery journal like it is totally designed to aid learning aid progress hold you accountable because I think that's the biggest thing with anyone who's wanting to make a big pivot there's the p word again but in their life something like quitting your job and going out on your own or finally starting that business that you've always dreamed about is the other big p word procrastination. Totes. It's our biggest stumbling block. And a lot of people don't believe me when I say this, but I was the queen of procrastination. You really were. I was, you were. I was a real couch potato. Yeah. I existed in the acting industry. I had an agent who did everything for me. My agent literally dictated my life schedule. He would call me up and say, you've got an audition at this time at this location be prepared and then I would go, yep, organize my whole life for this audition. Then if I got an acting job, I then slid into another system of scheduling for me. Everything yeah. was done for me. So when I transitioned into working for myself and starting my own business, I suddenly had to learn to do shit. Mm-hmm. And it was confronting because yeah. it made me realize, oh no, I
1: actually like shit being done for me. Oh, <laughs> GP. And you can't ignore some things. Like I hate accounting. Oh, we know this about you. I hate it so much. I hate it violently. I hate it. I'm I'm terribly invoicing. Like I'm just so bad at that stuff, but you can't run a business without doing it. So you just have to get over yourself and learn how to do it. Exactly. And you can. You can. Yeah, you actually can. The
0: internet has opened up the world for female entrepreneurship. Totally. Because once upon a time, you kind of needed to know someone who could get you a leg up or shadow someone who knew everything, who was willing to spill all their secrets with you. And I think what I'm most proud about the Hatchery Business Course is we really, barrel
1: yeah you do you literally put hard figures out there right of what yeah. you spent to start your businesses yep we're
0: sharing all our hard dollar figures of exactly how we each started our businesses it's unconventional no we didn't have some angel investor to give us money to start each of our businesses we did it ourselves in a way that I feel like is doable for other people if they wanted to take that leap
1: yeah I think it's so unique what you're offering, and I think it's very cool. And we've definitely done a good ad right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, people will think I paid you for this. Are we going to cut to an ad, (laughs) like an actual ad? (laughs) Now I feel really awkward. No, it's
1: amazing. That's the best thing about these communities, right? We can celebrate everyone's successes when they happen. We're always talking about how hard things are and the shit things on Whinge FM. It's nice to celebrate the wins.
0: Yes, and when we become mothers... Holy shit. Is there not a huge loss of identity?
1: Yes, absolutely. You kind of have to shelve who you are because you've got suddenly a little person and then all these other people on the periphery to worry about and hold up and support. Well, do
0: you shelve who you are or are you meeting a new version of yourself?
1: Oh, I don't know why. I find that really confronting.
0: Why? Do you feel like you parked yourself for the sake of motherhood?
1: 100%. Popped myself up on a shelf. And neglected her. Oh, yeah. She's she's <laughs> covered in dust. <laughs> she's <Aww>. mouldy. <laughs> Actually, I feel like I've just rinsed her off, if I'm honest. I feel like it's coming back at the seven-year mark of being a mother. But, yeah, I really did park my identity or lose my identity or, you know, fall into the new one, whatever it is. It's so all-consuming, particularly the first time you become a mum. I think... When you talk about identity, how do you express your identity? It's what you do with your time, what you wear, how you speak, who you love. I, I don't know. How do you... It, All of that changes. Can't just go and do what you used to do, whether that's go to the gym or, I don't know, ride a dirt bike or I don't do anything even close to that. But you know, <laughs> No, you don't. Go to a bar and slam some margaritas. <laughs> like you can't wear what you used to wear. Your body changes, your hair, skin, everything changes. Yeah,
0: your focus of conversation changes. You can
1: barely talk about anything other than this tiny baby and the exact age they are. I think this
0: idea of like, oh, I lost myself, I miss my old self Mm. and perhaps a desire to get back to your old self. I mean, Rebs, I've heard you say like, oh, my God, I'm starting to feel like my old self. Yeah. But you're not your old self. What you need to do is go, oh, I'm going to find a new me. Yeah. Because once you become a mother, you are not the same person. No, you're
1: never the same again.
0: But what's magical about life is that you can continue to reinvent yourself. You can fall back in love with a new version of yourself mm. if you let yourself meet who you're becoming. Yeah. And I know it's confronting in motherhood because what often happens is that you go on maternity leave and you step away from the career woman. Mm-hmm. And having that separation and space from work actually gives you time to think about what you actually want out of life, what your needs are. Then every mother is faced with that moment where it's like, oh, I have to go back to work. Do I want to go back to work? I don't know if I want to. Is this what I want to do? Because your time becomes so much more valued and so much more precious when you become a mom. I mean, for me, there was nothing like motherhood to finally make me value my time Mm. because as someone in the service based industry, I enabled people to take advantage of my time. I was saying yes to things and grossly undercharging because I felt bad and I was a people pleaser and I just wanted to keep working. And the second I became a mom, I was like, well, Is it worth my time away from my kids? And that was a revelation to me. It actually empowered me. Yeah,
1: I think that time is really interesting because when you don't have enough time and you don't have enough sleep and you don't have enough restorative space in your life, that's for me when I start to lose my way Mm. because i I'm someone who really knows themselves, even when I lose myself, I still know myself. I'm quite decisive, I have deep knowings, you know all that kind of thing. But when there's no mental space in your life to really sit in feelings, to really mull things over, to talk things out with people who you normally talk things out with, when like your literal whole day is scheduled around work and then family schedules. There is no mental space to sort of sift through these things. And that's, I think, where the crisis can come in. Definitely. So how do we carve out, I guess, that mental time? I guess that's why people exercise, Gemma. Oh, God, is that a thing? <laughs> well, when you exercise, I guess you've got headspace and a clear, you know, it's an hour a day where you clear your mind and you think about what you want and you recalibrate and reset. <laughs> is this all coming back to we need to start exercising? <laughs> is the meaning of life? exercising you're not
0: wrong (laughs) as i said before i'm on a hamster wheel and something i have done for myself is book a holiday oh in august where are you off to we're going to a few places up the coast you
1: love to do that i know you can never just go to one place we're
0: creatures of habit we love to (laughs) end up at a particular location and hit all the same spots along the way we can't help it But it's true when they say when you're on holiday, that's when ideas ignite, you get refreshed, you get inspired again because you're shaking up your location. You're not in the daily grind. Totally. And I think that's important. But if you are in a position where you can actively carve out time for yourself. So I was in a situation years ago where I was craving change, Mm. massive change. In fact, that change was forced upon me. I went through an awful breakup. Where my entire future or what I thought was supposed to be my entire future, it was as if someone took a match and burnt that down. And suddenly I found myself in a position where I was completely directionless and I'm a planner by nature and that scared the shit out of me. So that was a chapter of my life where I was forced to take time out. Now, when you have to sit with yourself Mm. and a shitload of time, oh my God, so much shit can come up. Yeah. you don't expect and one of those things is guilt for doing nothing for feeling purposeless Mm. for feeling directionless yeah so I think the antidote to that is to actually give yourself permission to hold space for yourself to discover who you are what you want if you're in the rat race of life You're not actually going to allow those thoughts of clarity to pop into your head. No,
1: I 100% agree with this, but how? Sorry to get so practical today. I'm like, ideas, ideas, ideas. Yes, but Gemma, what are you going to change? Do you know what I mean? But like, how do you allow that time? Is it so
0: awful to say to your partner, I want to go on a retreat?
1: Like for how long? Five days. That's hard, isn't it? anyone else I 100% endorse it and would say you match up to him and you tell him you need a retreat but for myself I'm like oh I don't know if I can ask for that isn't that weird
0: it is weird because yeah. then I challenge you and say well why can't you ask for that yeah if it's self-development that you're searching for why is that so hard to give yourself that five days to think so I don't know say you do a creative retreat or a yoga retreat meditation whatever that could be the catalyst for what changes the course of your life, that changes your internalized habits, all of those things mm. that can actually bring you closer to a life that you crave. Yeah. But you do have to put the brakes on yeah. to step outside yourself, look down on your life and make those big decisions. That
1: sounds like a breaking point place. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm actually not coping. I need to go away and sort this out. Is there not some way we can integrate into everyday life? Because remember a few eps ago, we were like, we keep whinging on Whinge FM about our life and like, it's not going to change. We need to lean in. We need to stop whinging and accept. You know what I mean?
0: It's like when you suddenly decide, okay, I'm going to change my eating habits and do exercise. There has to be a shift. Yeah. And this is no different to that. It's like when people are like, on this day, I'm going to start a fucking juice cleanse or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Don't do that. I'm not going to promote a juice cleanse. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. But I'm going to quit smoking. Sure. Yeah. Quit smoking, whatever it may be. But we never allow ourselves to buy time to just think and sit with our thoughts to set the path of a future. Yeah. If you injure a body part, you'll go to a physio or you'll stop doing that thing that's making your injury worse or whatever. We're so good at doing that, but sometimes I feel like we don't ever coach our mental space.
1: Oh, my God, 100%. Go to therapy. There's an hour a week you can carve out that's productive and helps you realign all those sort of things. Go to therapy. I've got a couple
0: of friends who go to marriage counselling, even though there's nothing wrong with their marriage, the way they see it is that it's marriage maintenance. Yeah,
1: that's so evolved.
0: I love it so much. Would you
1: ever get your husband to marriage counselling?
0: He's actually in a really good place at the moment that I feel like now is the time that I could float something like that and he might take it up. Yes, report back. But then I'm like, I don't have
1: time to (laughs) to, to allocate. And here we are again. (laughs) Here we are again in the loop of our lives, which is like, I want to do all these things. I've got such big lofty goals for how I'm going to be this evolved, perfect person with so much going on. I don't have time for any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I want you to put your kids in daycare one more day. I will. Good. I'm going to do it. We've achieved something. Oh, my God. So often
0: we achieve nothing. (laughs) And solve nothing. And today you've actually solved something for me. I feel like I just wrote into an agony aunt with a dilemma and you've solved it. Come to Auntie
1: Rev. She'll (laughs) sort you out. All right. I need some not sponsors from
0: you. Ooh. Okay. What you got? All right. I've actually got one that needs to be addressed on the podcast Okay, because I get asked this over and over. in fact, I think it's my FAQ on yeah. my Instagram and I want to address it here on the podcast. So it's mentioned on another platform right. in the hopes that I Never don't- Never have to answer
1: it again. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, yes. We hear you.
0: And anyone who skates into my DMs is so apologetic when they ask me. I have this necklace.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: The reason why I was drawn to this particular brand of necklace is that I loved that the I and the R sat asymmetrically on the chain and it kind of sits along your neckline. I get asked about this necklace all the friggin time. For
1: new listeners, if you've made it this far, <laughs> I and R is Iggy and Raffaella, Jem's children.
0: The brand is Maya Brenner. It's an American jewellery founder. She's incredible. What I love is that you can return the chain and add to it. So my hubs got this for me uh, as a push present when I first had Rafa. So when Iggy came along, I knew I wanted to add the eye. And this necklace is my ride or die piece of jewelry. I do not take it off. So I was anxious AF about sending this to America and entrusting a postal service. Yeah. But the process was so seamless. So you pay for your additional letter. They send you a postage bag. Oh, wow. You send it off. They add the letter. And P.S., if you really want to be bougie, you can add some diamonds to it. And then they send it back. And I got it back quicker than I anticipated, if I'm honest. And I freaking love it. I love it too. It's my most prized piece of jewelry. And price point wise, it's not on the cheap end.
1: No, because it's gold. Because
0: it's. Gold. You, you uh, well, never
1: take it off. You shower in it, you swim in it. It's always there.
0: It has never tarnished. Yeah. It's an investment. It's not. It's also not stupid expensive. I'm yeah. making it sound like it's super fancy. It's not. Sure, if you buy a fancy diamond, I'm sure it becomes really pricey. What, what are we talking for yours? Maybe $400? Okay. I'm not sure. Hubs bought it, so I'm not sure. Push, bruzzy But I love it so much. Highly recommend checking out my Brenner.
1: Cool. I've one too. But the problem is my kids' initials are too similar. I actually think that makes
0: it nicer. T and I. Yes, because a T and an I look like little bars, right? Because oh, yeah. they're straight lines. And I actually think a T and an I can actually look more like design.
1: Can I get vulnerable with you? Yeah, I get weird about that point in my neck because it's where my thyroid scar is. Oh, really? Yeah. See. Oh. So I never want to like put jewelry right there because I feel like it's. You like... don't want to
0: draw attention to it. Yeah. Oh my isn't god, isn't that it's... dumb? It's barely noticeable. I was going to say I'm super self-conscious about my neck because it's uber wrinkly. It is not uber wrinkly. No, it is. I got my mum's necklines. We
1: are fucked up.
0: Oh, humans are fucked. Yeah,
1: no one notices any of this on either of us. (laughs) Except (laughs) us. Beautiful necklace. (laughs) End of. (laughs) So what's your hashtag, not sponny spon? Mine's also a bit bougie. Sorry about the bouginess, guys, but you know what? Sometimes you need a beautiful body oil.
0: Oh, another beauty product.
1: Surprise, surprise. Yeah, literally the only person who doesn't like it is you. (laughs) So, pipe down. Hi, dear listeners. Sometimes you want to have a bath and you want to put some sensational oil in there and get all oily and smell delicious and feel fabulous for two days. This is the ultimate body oil. I have tried lots in my line of work and this one is amazing. It's the... Now, how do you pronounce that? Oh, I love this brand.
0: Okay, I'm on board. I'm back, baby. Are you? Are you? Yeah. A-Y-U. Are you? Are you? I love how I've said that with such confidence. I actually have no I Can't fun. wait for I people did. to
1: skate on in and tell it's, us we're wrong. It's return, you guys. It's probably A-U. A-U? Are you? Let's go A-U. Okay, A-U. I don't know. It's spelled A-Y-U. And it's a body oil. The variant that I like is jasmine and neroli. Ooh. When I was in the UK, the smell I missed the most in the world was jasmine. You know, mm. when in spring in Sydney or in Australia, the, the star jasmine comes out and you smell it in the air. Before you even see it, you smell it. It's but just... also
0: something the dear listeners won't know is that your old house had a wall of jasmine. It did. And it when did. it blossomed, oh my God, it was so fragrant, so that, that corner fragrant, of your beautiful.
1: house. And it was the, the scents I missed the most when mm. I was in the UK. And I used to buy Jasmine essential oil and just burn it just to like feel a little bit like I was at home. Anyway, this is beautiful. It's, I like to put it on after the shower on my legs and my arms and my chest and my my body. (laughs) It is a body oil. You know how bodies work. It just goes on beautifully. It's almost like wearing a perfume. It stays with you all day. A couple of drops in the bath is also nice. A bougie body oil. I was
0: actually gonna chime in there when you said it's like putting on perfume. Mm. Because AU, AU, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> By the way, if you start a brand, think about how it's pronounced <laughs> and spelt and read. Guys, free tips from the business <laughs> coach. <laughs> Lol. You heard it here. LOL. But AU does the most amazing range of perfume oils. Yes. And I am allergic to most perfumes. Are you? But
1: the IU- AU <laughs> <laughs> It's called Integrated Marketing 101. <laughs> are you? But are you? Yeah, URL.
0: <laughs> but I don't have any reaction to the are you perfume oils because it's an oil based rather than yeah. perfume? Eau de, Eau de perfume. Um
1: I've totally come around to perfume oils. They last longer. You only need the tiniest bit. They're nice on your skin. They kind of stay on your jumpers and stuff. It's really nice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, big fan of the perfume oils. Maybe next week I'll have another one.
0: I look forward to it, Revs. Your recos are good. I will give you that. Oh,
1: God, that's huge.
0: I mean, you basically sold dish out of all of their mum jeans. Okay, listen.
1: And it genuinely is not sponsored and I'd like it to be sponsored. I would like to see a spreadsheet dish of how many pairs of those mum jeans you sold because I reckon I've had 500 DMs saying they sold out or here's my jeans and people sent me pictures of them in their cool jeans. Everyone, you all look foxy. I'm wearing mine right now. They are the best jeans in the whole wide world. Dish, slide on in. Skate on in. Let's talk. You need to sponsor the party, my friend.
0: <laughs>
2: Cue the
0: outro. (imito) One of these days we'll have an outro to our
1: podcast. See you on Instagram and the Facebook group and leave us a review.